Welcome back to the Strong Mamas Podcast, a mind, body, nutrition, and fitness podcast for women living with Hashimoto's and PCOS. I am your host, Natalie Guevara, certified nutrition and fitness professional with a specialty in female metabolism, hormones, and functional nutrition. I have dedicated not only my career, but my life to understanding the unique needs of women dealing with thyroid dysfunction and PCOS after my own journey and struggle. I'm an advocate for health, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset to help you find freedom and confidence in your body and in your life. This podcast is the place for knowledge, conversation, community, and inspiration. Let's dive right in together. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. We are sitting on the couch. Um, we have some um, dogs beside us and you might hear some baby squeaks and grunts and we're recording a day late, but we are here. We have been very fortunate to have family come in and help us in these first few weeks of little man's life. So we are just kind of working with his schedule as I adjust to a new normal taking care of clients, taking care of the ins and outs of running a coaching business and making sure I get this content out to you guys as well. So it's been a bit of an adjustment. However, uh, we're actually getting, knock on wood, a decent amount of sleep and uh, he's proven to be so far, a really agreeable baby. So we are we are counting our blessings a couple of extra times there and hoping that continues as it's making it easier for me to transition back into working um, foolish time. But anyway, definitely helpful to get these podcast episodes recorded for sure. So I am recording this in real time. It is July 21st. Some of you guys are starting to wrap up summer. Some of you guys are gearing up to hit the, the last few little summer hurrahs, vacations, so on and so forth, as well as, you know, at the, just like we, we start the summer off with holidays and cookouts and things like that. We typically wind up pulling the summer back in with, you know, Labor Day and, and all that good stuff. So I thought situational eating would be a really good topic to chat about on today's episode. This is actually something that I've been coaching last week on in the Strong for the Summer program, and it's just something that really is is important, not just for summer, but any kind of travel, any kind of holidays, really any kind of special situation. And for me personally, if you're listening to this at the time of the recording, my, my birthday comes up on Saturday. And so birthdays are another time when situ, situational eating can be a, a quote issue for folks that have a physique-based goal or even, even just a health-based goal, right? You're just wanting to manipulate your your food or your nutrition in some way, shape, or form, and then comes travel, and then comes eating out, and then comes a holiday, and then comes a birthday, and you feel like you're just thrown off constantly by the food that's available. Or on the flip side, you feel like that you have to restrict or deprive in order to achieve your goals. And so the reality is, is a lot of this comes down to not what you're actually able to consume in order to reach your goals, but it really comes down to a scarcity versus an abundance mindset. And so the reality is, is that most of us operate in scarcity around food without even actually realizing it. 
And so part of this comes from our conditioning really through diet culture, right? Diet culture creates this, this food FOMO, the fear of missing out. That um, creates this scenario. It's I, I call it the last supper. You probably have experienced this before. I know I've definitely experienced it a time or two, but you know that you need to quote, rein it in. So it comes to Sunday night and you feel like you need to eat the entire fridge, the entire pantry because Monday starts your quote diet and you can't have it anymore. And so essentially the anticipation of a future deficit deprivation or restriction or a diet makes us feel that we're going to have off limit foods. We're going to not be able to eat at our favorite restaurant. We're not going to, you know, this happens a lot on vacations. I've got to enjoy all the food at these restaurants because they're not going to be there on Monday when I'm at home. And worst of all, I'm going to have to restart my diet when I get home on Monday. So this is not going to be something that I'm going to be able to have. And so we start telling ourselves, you know, these certain stories around food. And by the way, guys, this is rarely ever because you cannot consume a certain food or you cannot go to a certain restaurant or you cannot achieve a physique goal, a health goal while traveling while on vacation during a holiday season. All of these scenarios are stories that we hold on to in our mind. And so we really have to be more aware of the stories that we're telling ourselves things like this is a special occasion, or I'll never get to have this again, or I have to eat this now because I might get hungry later, or, you know, even stories about getting your money's worth, right? How many times have you thought or said that <laughs> at a buffet or, you know, on a cruise or things like that, or the thought of wasting food? All of these are stories that we create in our head that perpetuate the fact that there's not enough food to go around. Um, we're in scarcity around food. We're not able to have certain foods and achieve our goals. And all of these things, all of these narratives are holding you back from, first of all, achieving your goals, but mostly being able to actually achieve a weight loss goal and maintain it. Because the reality is that whatever you have, whatever you do to lose weight, you have to be able to do to maintain that weight loss. And if we're doing things in a way that we don't wanna live our lives, then we're not going to be able to maintain that weight loss. And so, so many people put themselves in a bubble, bubble, they put themselves in bubble wrap in order to lose the weight. And then they come out of the bubble after they've lost the weight and aren't able to maintain it. They aren't able to sustain the weight loss. And then they ultimately wind up rebounding, gaining the weight back. And more often than not, we regain more weight than we lost in the first place. And so this becomes problematic for multiple different reasons, aside from the fact that you're not actually achieving a goal if you cannot maintain it, but you're also breaking all abilities for you to be able to trust yourself to achieve a goal, right? I mean, how many times have you felt like an absolute failure because you've attempted a diet and you haven't been able to do it? I know that that was a big part of my story. And so by getting over situational eating or specialness of food or food scarcity, we can actually put ourselves in a better position to lose the weight and keep the weight off for good. More importantly, you're going to get there faster because you're going to enjoy your life in the process. Not only that, one more thing is you're actually going to be able to sustain it because you're going to understand how you actually got there rather than pulling back from vacations, holidays, 
restaurants, foods that you enjoy in order to create your caloric deficit, creating a caloric deficit in a way that you actually want to eat and you want to live your life makes it so incredibly easy just to go back to that life because you're already living it. And so by putting ourselves in our bubble or wrapping ourselves in our bubble wrap, what we're essentially doing is creating metabolic damage over and over and over again, which not only is disheartening, which not only is frustrating, making you feel like a failure, like you can't stick to anything. It's also putting your metabolism in a really hairy place to be able to actually respond in a way that you want it to respond because it's adapted. And so being able to move from a place of scarcity around food into a place of abundance is, in my opinion, a non-negotiable to be able to actually achieve any type of goal. Now, I throw one exception in there, and that is the exception if you are actually allergic to a food, if you have a gluten intolerance or if you're allergic to eggs or whatever. We don't want to incorporate foods that are actually harmful to our health, but for the most part, we should be able to enjoy foods in moderation that we enjoy, experiences that we enjoy without feeling like we're completely undoing any hard work that we have been doing. And so the simple way to move from a place, and by the way, I say simple and it, it's really not, it's simple in theory, it's simple in words, to move from a place of scarcity to move in, into a place of abundance is to start to practice trust around foods, around scenarios, and around yourself. Because the thing is, is more often than not, we, without knowing it, are battling ourselves, which is just perpetuating the exhaustion, the frustration, the overwhelm, and ultimately the giving up. And so the more we can practice moving to a place of self-trust, self-trust with our body, self-trust with our food, the more quickly we can move away from the scarcity and more quickly we can move into a place where we're not at the mercy of the situation or worried about the specialness or the worth it factor. But more we are aware of how our choices and our decisions are lining up with who we want to be, how we want to feel, and the desired outcome that we are truly seeking. And this puts us in a place to actually realize that when we do desire a true transformation, we're desiring a different lifestyle. We're desiring a different life than the one that we are currently living in, a different element of health, a different, uh, you know, a different physique, if that is your goal. And so in order to get there, we have to be willing to make different choices, different decisions than ones that we previously had. So what does this look like in actual practice? Just like anything else, the first phase is to literally start with awareness. And I know that just seems so cliche, but starting out with being aware of what your old food narratives are. What have you been previously taught or believed about food? What is, quote, worth it for you? What makes something a special scenario? Where have you been in scarcity around getting your money's worth, not wasting food, so on and so forth? I have to have this because it's only available at this holiday. It's only available at this restaurant. This restaurant is only here on vacation. All these different stories. I encourage you to actually write these out. Make a journal. Write them out. And start to notice when different thoughts, different stories like that pop up in your day-to-day -day life because I promise you they do. 
I'm not sure if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but I've definitely told it to several of my clients, but there are dark chocolate almond butter cups at Trader Joe's that I love. I love to have them as little treats frequently throughout the week, but there was at one point that I was in Whole Foods and I was out of my Trader Joe's peanut butter cups or almond butter cups and uh, Whole Foods had something similar. And so I decided I would just try those because they were there. And actually the container was bigger and it wound up costing less <laughs> per cup. And so I was pretty stoked about that. Turns out, however, these little cups were not good. And so rather than doing what I should have done a long time ago and just throw the things away, I kept them in the pantry for forever and refused to let me myself buy the things that I really enjoyed because I still had these cups in there that I needed to finish in order to quote, get my money's worth. And so the point of that is it's so silly because we're not going to get any money back if we, you know, consume all the food. There are no starving children that are going to benefit from us overstuffing ourselves, right? It's not like we can reallocate the food and it's not like by not putting it in the trash can and stuffing it into our bellies, it's serving anyone other than quote ourselves. However, in reality, by doing that, it's literally serving no one. So just being really, really clear on where these stories are showing up is the first step. The second step is as they are showing up, just recognizing where are you making choices and decisions that are putting yourself at the mercy of these stories, of these feelings, and where are these choices and and decisions not lining up with your desired outcome? Because the reality is most of them probably are not. And from there, you can actually practice being in abundance. This means allowing yourselves to sample foods, to eat until you're satisfied, to enjoy things, to go into special scenarios and allow yourself to experience it. And again, this is a practice. So maybe the next time you go into a restaurant or you go into one of these scenarios, you do find yourself in scarcity, overindulging, so on and so forth. As I mentioned, the first step is being aware of it because the reality is, is a lot of us are in this scarcity mindset without even realizing it. So as you become more aware of it, You can start to to question, you know, am I at the mercy of this situation because I feel that it's special? What do I actually want to enjoy here? How do I actually want to feel on the other side of this situation, this scenario? How can I line up my choices and my decisions with how I want to feel my desired outcome while enjoying this at the same time? And the tricky part here is there is like so many things, there is no black and white answer here. There's no right or wrong. This is a practice and something that you get better over time with. But the more you can expose yourself to these special foods, these certain scenarios, practice awareness, practice being mindful of how you're consuming, what's going on around you, what thoughts are popping up, the easier it's going to be to find yourself in a place of abundance, to find yourself in a place of trust, and to move past it. And once you get to that place, it makes whatever your health journey is, whatever your transformation is, your weight loss so much easier and so much more enjoyable. I guarantee it. So if you try any of these, or if you do find yourself, you know, resonating with some of these stories, I would love to hear about it. Reach out. 
and I will be back here with you guys again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I would love to connect with you further, so you can find me on Instagram at Natalie Brooke Guevara. If you'd like more information about my coaching program, The Strong Method, you can find all the details at updogwellnessandfitness.com, as well as additional resources and free workshops and trainings. If you have a few moments, I would love it if you would take time to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to your shows. And I can't wait to connect with you again right here next week.